Hello, I'm Stephen Morrow. And I'm Christopher Philippi. And this is The The Podcast Podcast with Benefits. Benefits. On today's episode, we talk about... Jade loves beards and boundaries. Everything leads to the bedroom. Taker's gonna take. Giver's gonna give. Are you looking for a masculine lumberjack man? Lumber match. Timber. Yeah, I fucking love me some beards. going Steven? It's going. I'm alive still. It's impressive. It's good. It's good. Uh, how many how many days and or weeks are you without Andreas? Two weeks and some days. Whew. I don't know the exact number because um, it makes me sad. Yeah. I'm proud of you for making it this long. Thank you. Yeah. I'm surprised I've made it this long actually. We all are. Usually I have a mental breakdown, but um, I got a new job, and it has, like, a new schedule, so I've been going to sleep earlier, and so my sleep schedule's all out of whack, so I get, like, really tired. Mm -hmm. So I've been sleeping a lot, and that helps. Sleep is good. Sleep is good. So with us today, (laughs) we have uh, a guest... Uh, segue and apropos of nothing. <laughs> very, very nice yeah. segue, actually. I just felt <laughs> there was no good lead-in. I was hoping there would be, but nothing presented itself, so here we are. Uh, we have Jade with us. Hi. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is this is Jade's first time on the show, obviously, for listeners, or long-time listeners. Um, but yeah, so Jade, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am alive. <laughs> um, I'm... That makes two of us. <laughs> single. Uh, oh. So I don't really understand the concept of missing somebody right now. <laughs> <laughs> You've never missed anybody? I mean, I honestly have not really been in a long-term relationship where I felt safe to miss somebody. What about family members? Yeah, but that's a different context. Like, it's different between, like, the living and cuddling and, like, having somebody stay Mm -hmm. with at night. Like, I have had people that were similar to that, but never in the context that I was, like, in love with somebody. Not, like, a romantic sense. Well... Intensely. (laughs) (laughs) Not in in love kind of sense. Okay. Yeah. I've had entanglements of things like that, so. So, so would you consider this an open advertisement that you're single? (laughs) Are you single and looking, or are you just single? Um, I guess you would say both. I'm not trying. Uh, I think have done that way too long. I was telling you guys earlier that I deleted my Tinder and yeah, my Hinge. I was going to ask yeah. about that. So what is Hinge? Um, it's another dating app. So it's meant to be deleted after a certain point of like you going on dates and finding somebody that you want to be with, whereas mm-hmm. Tinder is more of a... Instant gratification yeah, kind of situation. Yeah, <laughs> well, when they, bang. 
when yeah, they, they each have their different levels. You. I mean, yeah, like so is you know like. Um, eHarmony or Match.com or mm-hmm. um, Plenty of Fish. Plenty of Fish. Yeah, there's like, yeah. What's my? I like Plenty of Fish. It's got its moments. Skews older, I think. What's the one with all the surveys? Um, oh, uh, there's one called Lumber Match. I love that one. <laughs> that is my favorite. What is Lumber Hold on, match? that sounds like a dating app that you would use. It's um, so like the term lumber sexual means that you are attracted to somebody that has the wood, <laughs> the aesthetic of a very manly appearance, as in like somebody that has a beard that can be strong enough to like do things that are considered manly, like chopping down trees and stuff. So the term lumber sexual applies to that. And lumber match are very big bearded men. And I am very interested in people like that. (laughs) (laughs) And that was one of my favorite dating sites until they uh, switched it to like an only premium so I couldn't just like mm. swipe through to like I hate that <laughs> unfortunately yeah, yeah because beards are my my jam that sucked it was like it's having very hairy jam porn. yeah true it was beautiful so <laughs> back to hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on I have a question about lumber lumber match uh-huh. how do the men like the, the women who go on there mm-hmm are they also of a certain aesthetic? Or is this strictly like... No. Yes, they all look like planks. <laughs> they all have various degrees of bark on them. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I'm like, why would a man go to Lumber Match? To find a woman that is interested is in, in his yeah, aesthetic. It's like Bumble. It's like the opposite of Bumble. Like, yeah. if I, I fit a certain description, mm-hmm. and so... little Unbeknownst to them, I have no skills in the lumber, <laughs> being a lumberjack, but... Yeah, I, I definitely would go on if, if I knew that there was a site called like Chris Match. Like, I'm fuck Chris. Fuck yeah, I'm all about that. Well, and the thing is, is Chris that match <laughs> with the Chris. This is when beards weren't as popular as it is now. Yeah. So like, it's been a while. Yeah, like I'm a big beard toucher. I'm like, let me. Go. I mean, before before COVID. That's fucked up. <laughs> That is a. I would ask. So hold on, we've had we've had a nipple toucher on the show, and yeah. now we've had a beard toucher. I fucking <laughs> love beards. Oh, I I miss going up to people in like malls or walking around and seeing somebody, and I'm like, hey, can I touch your beard? And then they look at me, and they well, sometimes they check me out, and then like, yeah, and then I just get to stroke their beard, and then I'm on my way, and I'm excited and, and happy. Go home and flick the beard. <laughs> <laughs> touch the beard. Ooh, flick the touch beard. the beard. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. With the same fingers that you used. Absolutely, of course. Obviously. Very important. Yeah. Dirty beard, dirty fingers. So. (laughs) Okay. Now now we're on the beard. Every beard is a dirty beard. According to science. Is there a such thing as too much beard? No. Okay. So I mean, maybe for other. I I like my men hairy. I like my men very hairy. So like. Beards are a sign of masculinity. It doesn't mean that somebody has to have a beard, but right. it is an aesthetic that I find very attractive. So what if you're someone like me who scraped his chin on <laughs> uh, the the shallow end of the swimming pool at Disney World, and now I can't grow hair in the middle of my chin? So I have two beards, essentially. One on the left and one on the right-hand side. That is not considered a 
like a you don't like beard. A beard. Yeah. You don't like that. Okay, so imagine me. It's almost like a like, Fu Manchu. With a beard. You got chin pubes. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what if what if it was fully grown? Would you would you prefer the two beards? Or would you want a full A bifurcated beard, beard is <laughs> I need it to be continuous. Like I don't okay, so I'm continuous not continuous beard is important. Yeah, I'm not into like mustaches either, but I don't like a beard without a mustache. I think it's be a chin strap, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like people think it's the same thing and I'm like, just no. because it's long doesn't make it a beard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's very complex. If you've ever watched a beard or a mustache like competition, <laughs> you would understand. <laughs> I have several friends who've been to, you know, entered themselves into beard and mustache competitions. Uh, I, I, anyway, it's not for me, but <laughs> I've never watched one. Um, I, I'm, I, I need, I need to ask more about the hinge. So, oh, okay. is there any more beard stuff? It's okay. It's okay. Um, we want to. I want to get all the beard. Uh, we Not can come back to we'll it. Come back. We'll, we'll come back. We'll circle back. It'll so what... Okay, Hinge is designed to be deleted. Mm-hmm. What makes it unique? Why? What's the specific... Like, what's its its gimmick? Um. So essentially, it's almost like a free eHarmony, kind okay. of. Free Harmony. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so you have people's profiles. The questions on it and the profile itself is to prompt people to talk. So there are things that like you can go through different questions to promote yourself on your own page. Okay. But the whole purpose of it is to not hook up, but there are more people on there that are interested in actually getting involved in a relationship. Yeah, having a discussion. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Tinder is a quick like swipe mm-hmm. and go. Yeah. Um, people that have like hinge profiles, they actually put time and effort into, I mean, you, still have the occasional like douche that has like one photo and like one question is like yeah i'm looking for a relationship you're like what they are not yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> what they, is this maybe they think they are yeah but really they're not yeah. yeah they're not putting any effort into it okay i just didn't know I've, I've heard hinge but i haven't i didn't know if it had gimmick or anything um i mean it's worth checking out um it just wasn't for me because i i don't think i'm in a the place that online dating really interests me because a lot of people are really either overly stimulated where they need to like have long conversations through text and like I have a very busy life and or they're very boring and they're just like hey what's up how's your day I'm like I you know I want to talk about riding bears into the sunset and like how many teeth do the you bite into? Or, I mean, it could be for both. people. <laughs> it seems like you would like yourself a bear. They are nice. Yeah, big men. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it just depends. Depends on people's preference. Sure, sure. Now you say you recently deleted your your hinge and your Tinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that? What 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 came to that that decision? What prompted that? Um, it's been. Honestly, I've done this on and off because I've been on a lot of dating profiles. Um, And it was always the decision of, do I want to hook up with somebody? No. Do I want companionship? In a way, because everybody gets lonely. They want somebody around them. But I have a lot going on in my life. And I figure that if I'm going to find somebody, I want it to be 
naturally prompted and not like I'm forcing myself to put myself out there so that I can attract somebody because well I mean in you you said yourself you have a very busy life mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think there's there's something to be said for you're just increasing the size of your pool you know I mean you're not this is if you're trying to hug, if you're every day out there online trying and you're you're you're, you're poking people or, or tapping people or <laughs> or you know starting conversations then yes you're forcing the situation yeah. but if you just have an online presence there's the the headache of having to deal with the never-ending supply of dick pics that I'm sure comes with that but once you can filter through all that you're just it's like the equivalency of sitting at a bar right I feel right like. like it's if you if you're if it's supposed to happen naturally Online could still be natural, I think. There's um, there's just well, a lot of... As natural as online can be, I guess. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's... We're in a digital age. I think it still qualifies now. I mean, because you're yeah. on the same website at the same time, there are still a confluence of events that are happening to make two people first reach out to each other and have enough interest to keep talking. You might have an off day and say something stupid and then you'll never talk to that person that was actually going to be awesome uh, later. You know, so they're having a shitty time. Well, it's equally as serendipitous and right, will as the universe. bumping into somebody at work or on the street or, you know, whatever. It's, it, it's all still there. It's just more. With the online dating, so as you pointed that out... Um, there's a lot more judgment, I feel, like online. Like, I find myself being mm. a lot more picky because there's such a vast pool of people. And I don't want to prejudge somebody based off of what they're saying, but I don't have the time and the capacity to give everybody a conversation. Right. And whether or not I'm liking somebody or swiping right because I am interested in their profile or what they're saying, a lot of people still have the same volume and like I have always had this idealized of feeling the spark without having to force the connection and that's something I've always looked for online or in person Mm -hmm. and like just like you guys making friendships I know right away and so when I'm online I know right away and then I fall into the trap of like being like okay let me give this person a shot let me go on a date and then Ending up in situations where I'm like, I like this person and I can be interested and be attracted to this person, but I'm not having fun because I am investing too much in it because it's not somebody that I just click with. <clears throat> so, yeah, we've, we've discussed like breakups before on the show. And how, like, it's usually, it's obviously usually one-sided. <clears throat> Breakups are usually not uh, uh, at the same time. Like, oh, you know, I've been having these thoughts of we're not going to be together. Somebody, and, and more often than not online uh, relationships, I feel there's probably going to be somebody who cares more. Mm-hmm. Whereas that in, in person, I think you, you, you do have a valid point. In person, there's that spark. And that is felt by by all parties involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you make you make a solid point. Like I'm just kind of rambling at that point, but <laughs> but essentially, 
I can I can see where that that bit of natural comes in that mm-hmm. the electronic portion of the world um, you kind of have to work for it a bit more yeah. because there are the same amount of there's a shit ton of people out there and you you feel like you need to give them the same amount of time but you don't you just don't is there a way to make the process more efficient like so and and maybe this is a little bit too categorical or um as chris would say scientific um <laughs> but the way that i look at dating or at least like online dating or online matchmaking is very like wants and needs focused mm-hmm. and so like whenever i used slash use a dating app or anything like that it's always for me what do i want and what do i need out of this mm-hmm. and what's the fastest route to being able to tick those boxes so to speak so if what you're looking for is that spark but without the I don't want to say effort because there's still going to be effort, but like without all of the um, fatigue, I guess, of having to um, to curate and you know make make sure that everything uh, that everyone is satisfied. Is there like a for example, you mentioned Hinge has like different questions or prompts, yeah. and people can see those and they can see the responses, and that can be how people match. Um, is there like a question that you can ask or a question that you can answer that will increase the likelihood of somebody being more worth your time reaching out to you so specifically? I think the, <clears throat> I think my issue with a lot of online dating, cause I've been doing this since I was like 12, you know, like MySpace and all of that going yeah. on. That sounds TV. so crazy. <laughs> I mean, I used to, I gamed for a very long time. So like you would have online boyfriends and you game with people and you become very like involved in somebody else's life. I mean, I would mm-hmm. be on the phone for hours, for days, it, like 36 plus hours. You'd fall asleep on the phone and go do your chores the next day and still be on the phone with somebody. Like that's, that's the spark is that like you just want to talk to somebody, but it's the rush everybody's in a rush to get to point a to point b what becomes efficient i have patience i want to talk to somebody and become friends and really get to know and understand somebody and have them feel me the same way view me in my actual presence of a human being and not just what they're projecting Mm -hmm. and i think that's the biggest thing of like even friendships like people project Sorry, (laughs) I just caught in my throat. (laughs) People project how how they want to see you in a partnership. Like, people are so quick to be like, I love you, I want to be with you. Uh, They're like, you're amazing and perfect. And then, you know, everybody has issues. People have traumas, they have healing things, they, you know, have different goals and ideas. And people keep trying to... project themselves in a way that they're perfect to another person so that they're not lonely or all of a sudden they want to jump into let's talk about sex and I'm like I'm very sexually open but like I don't want the like month into a conversation after like we've been talking about just everyday life and you're just asking me how I am and then you're like hey 
I want you in my bed or like, hey, let's meet up. Like, I'm feeling horny. And I'm like, okay, like, that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for this moment because I know it's going to happen. Like, yeah, there's the, it's, it's the, when someone says, is going to deliver bad news, mm -hmm. they start with these great things, (laughs) but you're, you're waiting for that butt to drop Yeah, because that's when the real message I'm always waiting for that. You're always waiting for the butt to drop. (laughs) I, yeah, as far as, you know, projecting that perfect self, I definitely, I, I learned that, uh, and I, 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 I leaned hard the other way and I was just telling people that I was meeting like, no, no, no I'm, I'm a human dumpster fire. Like I'm walking, <laughs> I'm walking garbage and you should avoid me at all costs and don't laugh at my jokes because you're just going to fall victim to this <laughs> and it's, it's going to be hurt and suffering. Are those and your opening words? The, generally that's my opening pitch. And Usually I tell people I'm a mess, I'm a disaster. Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah. front and center. Right. Right. But There's then, no then I immediately... Here dive into I'm also bored and horny <laughs> right like, I'm, I'm that person well like I I want the respect of courting people don't court people mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. even in friendships like it takes me a while to make sure that I and it does it takes me a while to make sure that I can trust you I know you can trust me it's very easy it doesn't mean that I won't like immediately start telling you I love you and like you're amazing because i see that but it doesn't mean that that door is open i'm gonna call bullshit yeah go ahead i am i think yeah i gotta call the bullshit button because mm-hmm. uh, bullshit button there i've you go. seen I, I saw your friendship with steven blossom and grow and it was i mean you granted you're both kindred spirits but it it's blossomed right away. Like you were just like, and now I'm. We're having. Uh, we're at each other's houses cooking dinner and fucking. You know. But that everything. was part of the courting process. Is <laughs> that was a really fast courting process. Well, I mean, you like, fucking courted he, me. Has he ever been to my house? I've been outside your house. He's never been inside my house. He's never met my cat. That that's where the trust process of like. It's the dating, the aspect of like okay. getting to know each other, who allows gotcha. what to happen. But your then, parameters for the courting are still you're comfortable in in their space, but you're not letting anybody in your space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because there's the but the mm-hmm. if this doesn't work out, if something happens, if. I befriend this person and... Well, who hurt you? Oh, many people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask, what's your what's your butt? What's your butt? For you? Yeah, In show particular? me your butt. I... Um, it doesn't have to be for me specifically. I Whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Give a lot in relationships. Like, everything. Like, I do not have any boundary towards what I will give to somebody. And I've been taken advantage of many times or given something to somebody that honestly I didn't have in me. I was in, I mean, my last roommate, we lived together for like two years. We were really good friends. Uh, We moved in together quickly. A lot of stuff with past and needing a place and all that. And I could tell that she wanted to be with me 
And I thought I could give her that because I loved her. I loved her so much. And I realized that I couldn't be that person for her after we had been engaging in like an intimate relationship. And I realized that I was just hurting myself by putting myself into that position because I always give people things that they want from me. A lot of times I end up creating a codependent relationship with somebody because I'm trying to like fulfill this need in myself to be like, okay, like here are all the things that I'm giving to you. Hopefully this makes me feel better because somebody at some point will give this to me. And it's taken me a long time to create boundaries so that like the people that I do give to, I'm still able to give to myself. Two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, did this roommate look like a lumberjack? She was stout and okay. wore a lot of plaid. No All beard. Right. <laughs> no beard. Right. No beard. So, no beard. Man, <laughs> he was doomed from the start. <laughs> Number two, mm-hmm. um, I, I am a taker. <laughs> like I, I, I definitely take more than I give. Mm. Um, and I feel... I'm not speaking for all takers, but I can I can speak for myself. Mm. In the taking process, I mean, there is, of course, I try to give as much as I can, but I definitely will take advantage of, of somebody who is giving. Uh, not I don't want to break them, and I'm not trying to take advantage, but it's, not, it's hard to not accept when someone is giving as a taker. As a taker... I'm not trying to be negative or hurt anybody, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping against hope that they are either A, getting something from the giving or are getting something from me in return enough that, you know, that they are wanting to give. But once I realize, once I acknowledge the fact that they are suffering or hurting in some fashion, I try to stop the the taking, but sometimes you can't, like it's... Well, and that's why in a relationship, like... I have to present boundaries. Givers have to have a boundary because mm-hmm. otherwise Absolutely. it's not on the other person to decide when, that yeah. yeah, that they've uh, taken enough or yeah, because but, it's never it's never going to happen because at some point it's going to be like okay, the givers like doing all of these things mm-hmm. or giving all of this stuff and they're like, "Well, when is it my turn?" but they don't ask. They never ask. Because they don't have How am I supposed to know if you don't ask? And that's If you don't speak up and say something, yeah. It's just a never-ending plate of cookies that I'm just going to keep eating and then you're like, then you're broken. It's like, "Well, fuck, I don't I didn't know that you <laughs> were going to break after the 1000th and one cookie." You know, well, fuck, it, stop it, giving me cookies. It takes a long time to yeah, create those boundaries. It and it's a constant, right. constant process. Yeah. Like, in some aspects, I have been a little bit unrelenting in my boundaries because it's too harsh to some people because I don't know how to receive. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And Oftentimes, yeah, givers don't know... Like when when somebody's giving them something, they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, if somebody compliments yeah. me, I'm like, the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> right. when people thank me, too, I tell them I'm going to fight them or I'm going to punch them in the face. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> it's not how I feel, but, like, it is the first... It's the gut reaction to, you know. 
And it's easier for me to be able to do that than to fully just not interact with people. Like, that's the first step of cultivating my boundary to be able to, like, give space. So, like, online dating does not work for me because people just take and take and take. And I can't be with another giver that just gives and gives and gives because then it forces me into the taking and taking role because then there's no, like, when do I stop and when do you stop? It can't be a constant flow back and forth because I can't give you energy so that you feel alive and okay. It just becomes codependent. And so that's one of the reasons, like, I'm spending time to myself in a way that is healthy for me. And when I hard online date, it becomes a need. I have to, like, constantly check up and make sure that other people aren't feeling bad that I'm, like, ghosting them, too. Or making sure that, like, if I like somebody or am interested in somebody, then, like... They understand, but then if they don't reciprocate, like, I don't want to just flip to somebody else because I, I... Need that immediate gratification. Yeah, because I want somebody to talk to me. And so it's the same thing as taking a step back from, like, having to go out all the time and parties and socialize because you need people's constant, like, energy to, like, uplift you and make you feel, like, that life... And then taking time for yourself. It's just finding a balance. See, all of that... All of that anxiety... (laughs) uh, (laughs) That is represented in that... um, That's why I do the whole... God, these cookies are good. We do have good cookies. Mm. And you just keep taking and taking. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I made the cookie metaphor. And not not any one of you have given a cookie... You want one? So you gave They're your fucking cookies. <laughs> they are my cookies. <laughs> I'm the giver. I will serve you up some cookies. Um, <laughs> I'll eat cookies at the same time right now. <laughs> no, it's fine. The cookies are great. Yeah. Um, I actually took those cookies from my mom. <laughs> so Thanks, mom. <laughs> so you're a taker. Oh, he's a fucking taker. He is a fucking uh, I prefer the term receiver. Uh, but <laughs> I call it what it is. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so all of that anxiety of over, um, you know, am I am I giving too much? Uh, when am I, when am I going to? When, when is it my turn to receive? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of um, ambiguous thing. Um, that's why I kind of like the whole uh, process of very specifically, blatantly stating your needs and wants. In online dating, this is something that I suck at in person. It's something that gives me great anxiety in mm-hmm. social situations. But that's why online dating and online interaction works out very easily for me. Like, I, I'm i in the same way with, like, friends and stuff. Like, and, and I probably annoyed the hell out of you um, <laughs> because of this. Uh, but, like, I'll send people messages on Facebook like all the time, except mm-hmm. for Chris, because he said he didn't like getting messages on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I have boundaries, <laughs> but you do you do call pretty often, so there's that. But uh... <laughs> well, now you no, no, nope, no, you're no, dancing me now. No, I'm I won't saying... be dialing your fucking. <laughs> I'm saying that that's a good thing. Like, yeah, you set the boundary, I but yeah. some people, uh, like myself, are not as good at at communicating boundaries in 
like person in like mm-hmm. I don't want to say human interactions because it's still human interaction online, but like in person, um, yeah, in person, more like social situations and stuff like that. But that's why most of my impromptu communication is digital. It's like Facebook messages, or oftentimes the way that I communicate or express myself is it's not even through a conversation at all. It's just here is a complete either wall of text over like everything that's happening in my brain right now mm-hmm. or i'll like make a song and just be like i'll just like slide it to somebody <laughs> slide into their dms <laughs> but like that's that's just how how i like can get things out yeah. um without having to talk about it i guess yeah. i don't know it's it's easier for me to do that uh to uh, do that digitally with friendships but when it comes to like romantic or sexual needs or wants uh, with dating I'm very this is what I want this is what I need what do you want what do you need do they match and then if they don't okay next if they do okay let's do this if it's kind of in between that's when I talk about it and I'm like how could we make this work and then if if any of it is no it's like okay next um, but uh, I, I understand the dilemma in your situation because it seems like there's a merging of those two worlds where, for me, I do compartmentalize all of my wants and needs where it's like, okay, this is my sexual need. This is my, uh, like, intimacy need. This is my social need, friendship need, all of those things. They're all separate. But it seems like, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like you're looking for an all-encompassing individual well because i've had all of my needs card compartmentalized sorry i mean cookies and i'm thinking about (laughs) cookie mentalized Um, i mean like the only sexual relationships i've had have been with my friends i mean i've never really been in a relationship that was like hey i would like to take you on a date hey, we are now going out, here is us going on a date, here is us doing things together as a couple. It's been like, hey, let's hang out, and then all of a sudden it's sexual. Or the whole purpose to meet up is sexual. I can meet my sexual needs. If I want to go and have sex with somebody, I have no issue discussing that, but it's not a need for me anymore because... It's boring. (laughs) It's very boring. Like, I have had friendships and relationships in an intimate mannerism that I didn't have sex, but I was very intimate with these people, both emotionally and or physically. And, I mean, I've had friendships like that, too. I just want a relationship that is respected with my boundaries, And I have not had many of those in my lifetime. Like, at all. That doesn't have to come from an exclusively sought-out dating scenario. It can still still come from a friendship that evolves into something more. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... Or something less, like, a random hookup that evolves into something more. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't have to be a... A non-friendship oriented thing. It can, you know, you're. I feel like you're you're cutting out friendships that's that can then grow into things because of 
previous negative experiences. It sounds in and of itself like a compartmentalization, if that's the right word. Com- compartmentalization. Mm-hmm. Well, it has been. I mean, well, that's the thing is that with online dating, people very easily lie when you state your needs or are very honest and I've met many people like that so it bores me to interact with people online with that because I'm like I just don't care (laughs) don't care about the lies that you tell me if you want to have sex with me I'd rather you just tell me because if I want to have sex then it's on but (laughs) if you want to be friends and that's what you want, then I'm more than willing to have a relationship open up through that or just become friends. But the issue comes with being too empathetic towards people's needs or wants. And so when I get into relationships, whether or not it's platonic as in a friendship or it's a sexual one, that person has needs that I, before boundaries, I always felt like I needed to meet because I was able to give them things. And so it was a constant, like, I mean, I was in relationships where men, many men tried to like force me to kiss them. And when I didn't, they would get upset. And then I felt guilty because I wasn't meeting a need of theirs. And so I always engaged in meeting somebody else's needs. And now it's about what do I want? And I want to have son. <laughs> no, that was about to be. I want to have Jane. Jane. friends. Hold on. <laughs> Jane, Jane, what do you you want, Jane? We had ourselves a (laughs) Freudian slip. I want to have friends that That can... That doesn't start with S. (laughs) (laughs) I want to have friends that can evolve into something, whether or not it's like a sexual relationship that is also a friendship. But I just want to be able to have somebody respect my no's and not turn them into yeses. And you understand that all comes from you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why now it's very different. But meeting with so many people's energies, especially, like, online, it's fucking... It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very exhausting. You, you, you said it uh, very well and succinctly when you said that they all have the same volume. And if you are giving them all the same amount of time and attention to, to you know, give it its due course or a fair shake or whatever that's mm-hmm. yeah there's no nobody has time for all that well and especially that's like, as a lady i mean you're, you're, like, you're in a penis like, is everywhere. everywhere there's hot dogs all over thrown at you i literally no, I, have like hundreds of different yeah. penises inside of my google drive <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that was god. a very thank god <laughs> Oh my god, I was hanging on every fucking I syllable. Thousands of penises. I literally have hundreds of penises in my What Jane? What? I need to know because I need to alert the authorities. That's, that's one hell of a madlens. Oh Fuck. my god. In my Google Drive. In my, in my Google motherfucking drive. Google Drive. If that's what you want to call it. <laughs> literally, literally. 
Oh. All oh. I want is thousands of penises in my beaver bag. Well, you can Jade, have some of mine. Jade can arrange yeah. that. By all means, open up Google Drive. Jeez. <laughs> Most Christ. were not by choice, I'll tell you that. My phone just saved up. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, uh, I feel like in, in all of that, yes. uh, I see two dilemmas. We have the giver's dilemma mm-hmm. and the, the receiver's dilemma, or the taker's dilemma. I don't know which one I like more. Taker take sounds aggressive. It is. Uh, it's very it is. aggressive. I, it, I, because receive takes the the guilt and innocence. It, it, it removes any kind of guilt or innocence. It's it's. It, I'm sorry. It removes any kind of guilt. Like I, I <laughs> any was, guilt and innocence. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely an innocent factor to a receiver. Yeah. Who's receiving a gift? Oh, because so they're nice. receiving something it's that so is given. Nice to receive, <laughs> but to take something. That's without permission. It can be. Or with permission. But yeah, generally it is offered. And then it's offered again. Mm -hmm. And again. And then eventually it's not offered, but you're so accustomed to receiving it that you fucking take it. Uh, Well, and givers, with that too, with the whole boundary thing, they... So this is what bothered me. It took me a long time to realize this, is that... When I was giving, I would push the decision onto the mm-hmm. person taking or receiving because I was so used to just giving away and then you become a victim to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to just place yourself in that because then you're like, well, if the other person is doing it, like, oh my God, like, why, why does this keep happening? And it's like, because you are not receiving for yourself. You're not taking back the things that you need and setting that. In your relationship, who... Decides where you're eating or what you're going to eat. <laughs> it's um, you know, uh, <laughs> you know those those paintings, the the Jackson Pollock paintings. Uh-huh. Uh, it kind of it looks a bit like that. Uh, our process <laughs> of, of deciding where to eat. Sure. Uh, it's a lot of um, just throwing things everywhere, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it gets to the point where. At, by the end of it, we have no idea who decided. We're okay. just out of place. Sure, that's beautiful. Um, and that's then that is a healthy relationship. <laughs> and it's because it's if there a is stressful a stressful process, it, it's awful. <laughs> and it's, it's but it kind of epitomizes the giving and taking because the giver will never pick, fucking ever, and it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. But see, like, everybody wants to eat. Everyone's fucking hungry. I think that's that's what's what's. Uh, I'm starting to think is kind of unique about mine and Andreas's relationship is we are both ambiguously everything all at once. Yeah. Like we are both dominant and submissive. We are both givers and receivers. We are both, uh, you know, providers and leeches. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right. Leech. Yeah. I think it's more aggressive than <laughs> the most aggressive form of Leech the receiver. dehumanizes the person. It's like, you know that grid where it's like uh, the chaotic evil, chaotic good? It's yeah. like, now we have the different levels of, of Chaotic neutral? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, we're kind of like, we, we become all of these things and we like ebb and flow into and out of each thing. Sure. Um, which... 
is kind of weird, I guess. But I feel like that's ultimately good because, you know, we can experience all of these things. And it's, if there's ever something that's not working out, it eventually becomes not that. So it's fine, if that makes sense. Uh, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. Well, like, like for example, uh, like, uh, I, I am both a giver and a receiver. Yeah. And sometimes I'm more one than the other, and yet, uh, you're able to switch roles. Yeah. Like a it, versatile. So, uh, I kind of have an analogy for that, right? So. But it's not it's not intentional. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it just happens. Yeah. It's very fluid in that way. So you know how people um, that are in relationships usually people are like, I sleep on the left side and this person sleeps on the right side. Mm-hmm. Before I used to be the person that's like, okay, you decide what side of the bed you want to sleep on, and I'll sleep on this side. And it was that constant like, okay, th- these are assigned areas. I want to sleep on whatever side of the bed. I want to be able to switch sides of the bed and have a partner that switches sides of the bed. Like, I don't want to just sleep on the left side for the rest of my life. And that's how, like, uh, they talk about masculine and feminine energies, right? The receiving and the action. And it's healthy to have the relationship switch roles. So sometimes somebody is receiving some... Somebody is the emotional... Sometimes somebody um, needs the support, and other times they're the ones giving the support. And it has to be both. You have to be both to be in a relationship, but you also have to understand how somebody moves with you. So, like, sometimes somebody is more of a taker. Sometimes somebody is more of a giver, but they still have to have a balance in themselves of setting a boundary of, okay, I'm going to take a little bit this time, and it's what they need. And if people aren't like that, then that's when they get crazy. And yeah, the, the relationship will in, implode if there isn't some sort of balance within mm-hmm. the, the the person in order, in order to be able to switch that. Or become like well, that's super where toxic. yeah, right. That's yeah. where the what I mentioned a little bit ago was like the the giver's dilemma and the receiver's dilemma, mm-hmm. and I think both of them are essentially the same dilemma, in which the giver. Um, is giving more than they're able to give. Like if they have the if they yeah. have the ability to to try to satisfy, they're tying a, their self worth to they, the, their ability to give, and they're worried that if they don't give enough, that they won't be loved. Mm-hmm. And there's then, a whole lot of dilemmas. and then the receiver yeah. is not necessarily taking into consideration the source. It's like digging for oil, I guess, and they're you know, not it's, caring. It's for hard the to environmental impact. Take yourself out of those shoes when you realize that not that somebody is, is sacrificing for you because you just assume that if like everybody everybody thinks like me and they're just going to take what they want, <laughs> and if they're not getting what they want, then they're not asking for it. You know, they need to figure then out they how they don't they, want it. Yeah. Right? Then they don't fucking want it. Yeah. When that's not that that's not the case at all. Like, like it, it took me too long to realize that. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it's. I think a a solution then would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm oh sure yeah, we're all the world's <laughs> ready for this one. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I just think a solution would be an ab- an abundance of communication, mm-hmm. or at least like explicit uh, communicating uh, again of of needs and wants. But understanding has to come from that, and that that is where the issue is. I can tell you, I I feel bad that you keep doing these things, or like, hey, like the dishes aren't getting done, or whatever. But if he's not understanding, or she, or them, whoever, isn't understanding what I'm saying because I either can't effectively communicate or they can't effectively understand it, then, like, talking about it doesn't do anything. And I think that's where, like, therapy and, like, the middle ground comes in. And that middle ground, (laughs) the merging of giving and receiving... Uh, it, it's it's like a telephone sending a signal out and then receiving the signal. But in order for all of it to work, mm-hmm. it's a big communication metaphor. Um, everyone needs to be receptive. We all need to give and receive simultaneously, which is uh, giving the explanations mm-hmm. to help the other understand. Bless you. Bless. But being receptive to the other person's feelings, and their wants and needs on either end. But if you're talking in another language, so when you and Andreas first met, right? Mm-hmm. When there Which is communic- a story I don't think I have told on this oh. Yeah, go ahead and yeah, tell the, just, just in case. I, I don't think you have, but yeah. Well, I'll do the Cliff Notes version because uh, it's, it's a long story. But when I first met Andreas, uh, there was a language barrier, and uh, our first really like the first handful of months of our relationship um we were using google translate to communicate which i think sets up what you were going to say so being able to receive right he's you guys are talking about things if you don't have that translator it doesn't matter how much you're talking to him and it doesn't matter how much he's talking to you. There are only parts of each other you'd be able to understand. So, like, your body language or the look in your eyes. But the things that you're actually saying gets lost. Well, and that's where that's where a lot of times counselors and therapy and understanding how you communicate, that is what becomes the receptive part of it. Because, yeah. As I have to interject, there's... There's some, some base levels. First, yes, there's the communication. There is the understanding of what what the person's asking of you and or, you know, what, understanding in general. But you, you also have to care. And another big thing is that you have to understand what you actually want. You have to understand yourself as well. Because yeah. if you're just asking, you know, the example earlier was the dishes aren't being done. Is the real issue the dishes, or is it something... It's never the dishes. It's never the fucking dishes. The dishes dishes. is such a trivial thing. (laughs) It's never the dishes. It's something deeper than that, but the dishes is a face of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's about support in in that role, or, you know, it's... You have to understand yourself and the actual true problem. You have to do some soul-searching first to figure out what you truly need and want, and then learn how to effectively communicate that and trust and understand and love, you know, the whole process. See, I, I Wait, would, love is involved? Right? Right? <laughs> Fuck! I would argue Fuck. that... I would argue that understanding yourself 
and caring for the other person in the relationship mm-hmm. both are part of what it takes to be receptive. True. Like, I think that that's the whole, like, act of being receptive is, is I guess. That. I think we're all saying the same thing. We are. Just in absolutely. different ways. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> we're all, we like, absolutely are. Yeah. slightly yeah. arguing, but also God damn it. Point. <laughs> No, I disagree. We're not under- I agree We're entirely. not understanding. <laughs> <laughs> We're all talking about different types of pasta. <laughs> uh, but and anyways. Uh, and that translates to the bedrooms, folks. Just saying. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on. Effectively communicating and receiving translates to the bedroom. It Same thing with giving and taking. It can. <laughs> I love I love how earlier you were like I hate it when I'm talking to a guy and then he immediately turns it into sex and then we're talking about like being emotionally receptive and like understanding one another that is stuff and then boundaries. and then here comes Jane here comes Jane also sex yeah well it's on my mind <laughs> I mean that's fair enough fair enough um, and this is a love sex and relationships podcast yeah. Where we talk about all of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and often draw many scribbly lines connecting all three. More scribbly lines. I don't know if there's any connections, but <laughs> a lot of scribbles. There's some connections. It's like the puzzle piece that like doesn't quite fit, but if you push it hard enough, it'll... If you made sense of anything we talked about today... Please. Because I did not. Write us an email. Let us know. Uh, reach out with your thoughts on the whole shebang. Uh, or he know. bang. They bang. We bang. The whole bang. The entire bang. The big bang. Um, write to us. Contact us. Let us know your thoughts on communicating and receiving and taking and giving. All of that. Fucking... And please eat some cookies. These cookies are delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make yourself like a cup of coffee. Sit down with a cookie. I don't know why, but I love cookies with coffee. Sure. That's like one of my favorite things. Uh, so yeah, treat yourself to that after this episode. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I felt like that ruined the mood. <laughs> Right now. <laughs> and I don't know why. Well, you just not telling people to eat cookies. I think it's the coffee. Like, I, I love coffee cookies. Nowhere. I love the, coffee the cookies. The cookies have been a theme throughout the entire episode. <laughs> and you just, about you take a shit on us with coffee. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. It's no different than Jade bringing up the sex. It's worse than that. It's worse than where did the coffee come from? Like, <laughs> imagine people on like dating profiles. We had profiles. a really nice buttoned-up ending. Everything was really toasted, <laughs> like really nice little bow. And you're like, you know what? Have some coffee. <laughs> scribbly lines. We need scribbly lines. That's the yes, and that's why they don't connect right there. I was arguing that they don't fucking connect. You're like, they absolutely do connect. And have some coffee. Fuck you, Steven. God damn it. He did say he got a new job at the beginning of this. Yeah. I'm working at a coffee place. There it is. Connected. (laughs) Connected. There we go. It comes full circle. Have a good night, folks. Thank you, Jade. (laughs) We should probably mention how people can reach out to us. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Through coffee? (laughs) Yeah, uh, through, through coffee. 
Yeah. But no, yeah. If you have anything that you want to say to us, or if you have any. <laughs> Let's talk about sex. <laughs> it's always a mess. I'm always a mess. I'm really bad at opening and closing things. It's okay. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I can dig inside all day, but like yeah, what's opening your, and yeah. closing. Yeah, no, uh, but anyway, you can email us at bemorethanfriends at gmail.com or you can comment on any of the Podcast with Benefits articles on mtfproductions.com. Um, or you can reach out on Facebook. I feel like now I'm worried that we have a, an abundance of emails that you haven't checked because you have problems opening them. <laughs> <laughs> and if I do get them open, I have problems closing You'll them. You'll never close them. So. You have a thousand open tabs on your computer. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Podcast with Benefits. If you enjoyed this show... Please rate, follow, and or subscribe to the Podcast with Benefits wherever podcasts are distributed. Please reach out to us by writing an email to bemorethanfriends at gmail.com, commenting on mtfproductions.com, or finding us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash bemorethanfriends. One day, we hope to do this for a living, to help make that dream come true, Please donate what you can to our show at mtfproductions.com. Your donations help us purchase better equipment, fund more merchandise, and hold events. Please share this show with a friend that you love. Thank you.